Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. And right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Well, I need to slap the hell out of you. I right wish now. you would. See us two fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? <laughs> you lost your damn <laughs> Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Yay Networks. Welcome to the Great Girlfriends Podcast, where we discuss life, love, laughter, and everything in between. I'm your host, Sybil Amuti, and I can't wait for you to hear all of the Great Girlfriend magic on today's show. So without further ado, grab something great to drink, grab your pen and your paper, and get ready for this week's episode. Enjoy! Great girlfriends, I'm so excited again, as usual, to bring an amazing guest to you today. And we're going to have a conversation that has been buzzing in every circle that I know of and in our great girlfriend community on Facebook, um, all over the internet. We're talking about the great resignation. And it's such a timely conversation because I know that so many of you are in the middle of the what should I do next? Or how should I do it next? Or should I even do anything different uh, phase of your career? And so I thought it'd be great to bring on a great girlfriend who had that same aha, curious question mark moment in her own life and figured out how to make the dream job come true right where she was. So I'm so happy to introduce to you, Kristen Harris. Hi, Kristen. Hi, it's so nice to be with you, Sybil. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you today? You know what? I'm doing wonderful. It's a little uh, chilly here uh, in the Midwest, but um, but thankful for this opportunity to get to chat with you and my other girlfriends today. Oh, I'm so glad you're on. Can I tease you for a second? Can I let you know that it is a whopping 77-ish here oh, in Los Angeles? <laughs> That is a huge tease. I think we're in the 20s, probably mid-20s, 25, 26. Oh, my gosh. I feel for you. Whenever you're ready for some warm weather, I know a place. That's all I can say to you. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'll be there. I know a place. Tell me something special that really made today meaningful for you. Um, well, obviously I've been looking forward to this since I, since I first woke up this morning, but, um, but today was also special because it's the first day that our kids are back in school after being out for president's day into the quarter and, um, and also a couple of snow days that we had last week. So that was special. It was special for me to get in the car and drive them to school and drop them off. That was special. (laughs) Yes, freedom. Shout out to every mom who did the drop off and felt the freedom and the release and the and because you love them. We love them so much. But there's nothing like that separation. That good. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit, but it was almost like I had a little PTSD from the pandemic. They've been home for five days. <laughs> so. And you kind of itching like, are they staying? <laughs> It's happening here. <laughs> what is happening? But yeah, so that was pretty special. But I'll be excited to go pick them up in a few hours as well. Oh, and how old are they? So we've got two, um, a 14-year-old that's in high school. So she's a freshman this year. So that's uh-huh. been a really exciting uh, transition. And then our little guy is eight years old. He's in the second grade. So very oh. different stages. And they yes. um, equally challenge us in all the best ways. But but shout out to all my, you know, all, all my parents out there because 
well, I tell you, they, they definitely, um, grow, grow and stretch us, but, but it's wonderful. Oh my goodness. I know. I know it's introduced you to other facets of life. And I have a 13 year old son and a 10 year old daughter. So I have an eighth and a fifth grader and there's parts of the world that I wouldn't have even seen had it not been for becoming a mom and even looking at life differently, Kristen. But before we get into some of those different choices that we find ourselves making as women, uh, women with careers, you know, women who are building legacies just for, for an entire family and having to think, you know, not for ourselves independently, but also thinking for our family and the structure that we need to have for each chapter of our life. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and what makes the work you do so meaningful for you. Absolutely. So um, I am Kristen Harris. I am um, a wife, a mother, um, a, a girlfriend, uh, a daughter, and um, and you know, really just also um, proud to to be here as um, as a career woman. I mean, my mm-hmm. goodness, that is um, is also a large part of who I am um, at work and also in in the community. So I work for Hallmark Cards, and um, it is you know as as magic as it probably sounds to some of you. It uh, has been where I started my career. I was an intern when I first walked the, the halls of Hallmark. And 15 years later, I am still there. Um, it has certainly been um, a wonderful place thus far to grow my career. At this stage in, in my career, I am leading Hallmark's diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts um, for the mm-hmm. entire enterprise. So I'm in a new wow. role. And it is it is as big as it sounds. I support um, all of Hallmark Cards, uh, Crown Media, which is the Hallmark Channel, and then also Crayola, which many people don't know is one of our brands, but um, but is a part of our family. What? So okay, let me just pause for a second. I saw the crayons behind you, and I thought, oh, her kid left her crayon. <laughs> oh, those crayons were left on her desk. I did not realize that Crayola is part of the entity now, the enterprise. I should say that's fantastic to hear. It has it always been or. Yes. So for for decades, yes, we acquired a small company that was called Benny and Smith and now um, has transitioned to to Crayola. And um, it it fits in so perfectly with with who we are um, and why Mm -hmm. our brand is there to help people, you know, make make meaningful connections. Oh, I love that. So, okay, Kristen, you've seen a lot over the course of your years at Hallmark and you're even seeing it in the market. I mean, we go on LinkedIn and, and the titles are flipping over you know, like bedsheets. It's just people are moving and migrating to different uh, facets of their life, their career, they're making new choices. What has it been like, what has been your experience in the workplace with the great resignation and, and the choices that you're seeing women make as of now as a result of the pandemic? Yes. Oh, yeah. It is very real here as it is everywhere else. And, and so in my career, but then also, you know, as I'm talking with others, um, my colleagues externally as well. I mean, this is this is real. And um, but it also can be exciting. It can be an opportunity yes. for um, for change and for growth. And, and honestly, you know, I have to admit, I, I was a part of the the great resignation, like if we use kind of that term, it just so happened that I um, am still a part of the same organization. So I really like to think of it 
as the great renegotiation. Like I think that I this love is that. Time, I think this is the time for us to renegotiate what it is that we want and that we need for ourselves and for um, the people that we care about and and that we love and that love us. Um, so so I'm seeing absolutely people reprioritizing what's important, putting mental health up, up at the top of the list where it probably should yes. have been all along, yeah. um, putting, you know, career growth and advancement and achievement of, you know, of those goals up at the top of the list where it should have been all along. Um, and then also, you know, really being fulfilled, um, having your your passion and your purpose connected to the work that you do, because we give so much of ourselves um, as, as, you know, career individuals, like in organizations, but also as um, as entrepreneurs. So I think that, that those things now have risen up um, as, as yes. things that are key drivers in how we determine where we want to align ourselves in the work that we do. So speaking of the great renegotiation, which I think is so great, right? Because we start to realize, wait, there were terms that I wish I had considered when I said yes initially. And I don't know if they even, if I qualify to bring these to the table, but they matter to me. And who else to bring them to the table but you, right? When you know that life is calling for more, um, it's time for you to ask for more. People can't always see that on the other side of the table. And it's up for us to really renegotiate according to what we want to see. What was that like for you? Because I I read where you wanted to, um, you know, make the choice that many others are making, which is to exit one chapter and say farewell. It's been great, um, but I need more out of my life, out of my career. And instead, Hallmark said, wait a minute, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Kristen. (laughs) Give us a chance. Like, we want to be a part of that. Yeah. So so my story is maybe a little bit unique, but I, you know, (laughs) am am happy to share it. You know, if it it provides inspiration, if it provides a little bit, you know, of, of like a, you know, reinforcement that that you yeah. got girl um be, because you do right so um i have an engineering background i i worked hard um in college and and stayed there five years to get the engineering degree that i have and so i did start um at hallmark in a in an operations role that was kind of leveraging it but i moved around um to multiple job opportunities uh, you know until i you know found the the right fit um but it afforded me an opportunity to get to know and learn parts of the business and to get to kind of grow a network within the organization. I went and did engineering work, but then I also was in procurement. So I did a a buying role for a while. I went and led um, the operations team. I supported our our retail um, organization. And, you know, for one of the largest retailers in the world, Walmart, I was the um, operations manager for our Hallmark um, team, Walmart. And man, it was wonderful to get to go to all of these um, various areas of the organization and see Mm -hmm. and learn and grow grow um, my my exposure and my experience in my career. Um, But at the same time, I was growing my family. And so when we, you know, kind of hit this this period where um, we had the intersection of the pandemic and we had the intersection of this racial reckoning that was happening in our country, like I had just gotten to this place where I was like, I enjoy the work that I'm doing, but does it really matter? Like, is it really making a difference? And as I was watching, you know, um, advocates and activists, like really doing the work, there was something that was calling me to want to, to be able to play 
a bigger role in, in helping, um, you know, wherever it might be that I land, but helping people to, to be, you know, their best selves. And so I made the decision to, um, to just do a career pivot. So I was taking an intentional pause and I, um, you know, I, I signaled to the organization that I was um, going to resign. Didn't have another job in mind, but I just was like taking a leap out on faith, which Kristen, so that's major. That's major. It's so major. And, <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I talked to my husband. I was like, he's going to tell me, girl, <laughs> did not quit your job. <laughs> Back in that office. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, nope. He was like, if this is what you want to do, like do it. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And then I, I, you know, I called my mom and my dad and I was like, surely like they're from a different generation. Like they are definitely yeah. going to tell me, do you, you know, do not walk off of that job. Like you, right. um, are you really, you know, thinking about this the right way? And even they said, you know, I, I hear where you're going. I hear your purpose. And, um, and, and if you are aligned in your faith and you are aligned within your family unit, that this is what you can do, then do it. So they supported it. So, so I signaled that that's what I was going to do. And then what I said is on my way out, my last gift to the organization is going to be, as you all are thinking about the, um, the 20,000, you know, plus employees that, um, that work here, here are some things that I know will be important as they, as they move forward. Cause I've always supported and had a passion for diversity and inclusion. I can't not, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a black mm-hmm. woman, that is mm-hmm. just important to me. Um, and so I started just talking with various leaders and, um, and really that's what kind of led to this shift because I think through those mm-hmm. conversations and my ability to, to, to have real dialogue in a safe yeah. space. Cause I thought I was leaving anyway. Yeah, um, you're like, on my way out, you should before. know this. Yes, exactly. It's important to just have that honest dialogue. But what I think it was too, you know, from their perspective, it's like, you know what, we really needed to hear these things. And we really needed Mm -hmm. to see someone who was very passionate about helping us to think about how we shift and focus um, and Mm -hmm. elevate our, what has always been a commitment to these types of things in our organization. So it wasn't that we were not doing things the right way. It was that the world was changing and our consumers were changing. And so we needed to, um, to in some ways, you know, elevate and reinvent the way that we thought about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, so that's kind of what, what led to the shift as I had the opportunity to have those conversations. Um, I said, well, whoever comes in to do this work, like, God bless them. And then um, they ended up offering <laughs> me the role that I created for someone else. Didn't know who it was going to so, be, but it ended up being me. Right. Which is so interesting, Kristen. Had had they never asked you what you thought about these things or had you never offered those opinions? You know, you know what- so, so that's the thing is absolutely I had. But here's here's what um, sometimes, you know, you all may recognize is true within organizations is that like, you know, you have, you know, different levels of influence, you know, depending upon where you're working and whose ear that you have. Right. Right. So um, as I continue to ascend within the organization, I had a different, you know, I had a different set of of individuals and executives that I was talking with. Right. Like my network growing into this space where these were the people who were able to, to hear and feedback or to hear a suggestion and actually go make it happen. And I think that was what the big shift was, is that for, um, for some of them, it was like, oh no, I'm ready to listen and I'm ready to Mm -hmm. actually do something about it. And so I always tell people and I encourage them, you know, still today within our organization, like never stop sharing the feedback. Like you will eventually get to somebody who Mm -hmm. um, is the right person who needs to hear it, who can make the change. 
Mm, that's so good. So, okay. How do we renegotiate? Where do we start? I, I hear you saying continue to give feedback, which is so important. You know, a lot of times we think that uh, diversity feedback is reserved for the diversity people, right? So we don't share our feedback at times because we feel like it's not our role. Our role is, if your role is in ops, maybe that's not something you feel like you should offer to the table. But there's so many ways that you can contribute your perspective um, in, an, in an organization. So I hear you saying, give that feedback. What are some of the other ways that we renegotiate when you realize that life is asking you to do more, to step up, to rise to the occasion in a different way? or to even expose more of your highest potential. Because I feel like, Kristen, who knew that this role was waiting for you except God and, and Hallmark? <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. It didn't even and you exist. had to step into it. Yeah, that's and exactly that created it. didn't even exist. So I think yeah. that's one of the things that I um, you know, would encourage is first, like, do a little bit of self-reflection, right? Like, yeah. let's not be limited by, like, what jobs are on the posting board or what, you know, um, someone's tapped you on the shoulder to do, right? Because we we typically, you know, like, well, if they ask me to do this, then I, that's probably the thing I should go do. But first mm-hmm. start, like... If you're going to renegotiate, like figure out what you want. When I was in procurement, we used to call it like the envelope when we were going to be going into a negotiation. It's like, you know, inside your envelope, like set, you know, alignment to the things that you know you want and what your bottom line is going to be and the things that you must have and prioritize. Mm. Like, let's try to get everything, but definitely prioritize what's most important so that you can make sure that the things that you do walk out of that negotiation with are the things that you know you need most in order to be successful. So do some prioritization and some self-reflection. And then, like we talked about, go have the conversation, share the feedback. If you are a member of that organization, if you are an employee, a manager, an executive, um, you know, you have the ability to share your voice. Like that's why they hired you. Share your voice and, 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 be as loud and proud as you need to be in order to get those messages heard. Um, and if you can't do that, then I think that's when you need to begin to to determine whether or not that's the right place for you to be. Right. That, mm-hmm. you, that should be a part of, you know, what's on your list. Right. Is that I'm I'm in a place where and I'm in an organization where my voice is valued, that mm-hmm. uh, that, that my opinions and my feedback and, and the, the what I'm bringing to the table are things that the organization wants to see. And they know that I'm here to give that and are going to give me a platform in order to be able to express it. So, so I think those are some of the things. And then you just make the ask. And that's the hard yeah. part. It's hard for women in general. It's particularly hard for women of color and really, really even more hard for, um, for Black women. Uh, we, we don't have, at times, the same network of support that's like helping us, that's in our ear, giving us that encouragement. You know, we're looking at the job description and we're trying to check all the boxes they have and then anticipate yeah. the other 10 things they didn't list that we think we need to have before we even apply. And I think you got to let that stuff be out the window. Nobody else is thinking about it that way. So throw that out the window. You You heard it, ladies. You have heard it from... Throw throw that ideology out the window. It is holding us back. It is holding us back from really being able to step into our potential. Um, You can grow in roles. We we, we see that all the time. You need Mm -hmm. enough to be able to come in and begin to build relationships and to be credible and knowledgeable about, um, about, you know, the the industry um, and about the field. But you can grow in a role just like anyone else can. And so Mm -hmm. it's time for us to to stop thinking that we're not worthy just because we don't Mm -hmm. check every single box and all the extra boxes. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. 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 Is that not one of the most powerful things you could have said? It's so true. Is we disqualify before we've even looked at how we qualify, right? We're like, I don't have. And so look at all the things we do bring to the table. And I think a lifelong learner, the spirit of, of, of learning is what goes way further than even, you know, bringing all the qualifications and being so uh, well-versed at things that may not even be essential to where you want to grow in a, in a career. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about also having the ears of very important people who can really take your feedback and move it into special rooms. So I look at that as sponsorship and how important is it for women in their careers to have sponsors, you know, to have someone who can speak their name in their absence and open doors that they didn't even know existed, right? Because here you're sitting in a position, Kristen, that was curated and created based off of your thought leadership um, and also, I feel like there was some advocacy in high places, right? There absolutely was. And sponsorship is so very important. And, and I, I talk about this, um, you know, a lot to, to, to individuals who, who I mentor, but even others in my peer group. Um, it, th- there's a difference between mentorship and sponsorship. Yes. And, and you have to know the difference and you probably want to have, you know, both in your, you know, kind of like in your network. Um, mm-hmm. But but a mentor is a person that you can, you know, like talk to for advice. You can like share with them, you know, how you're thinking about something and they will give you good advice. They will be truthful and honest with you. But 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 that relationship is 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 one that um, is definitely helpful in helping you think about how you want to um, to go about or expand upon an idea or a project or, um, or someone that you can, you know, that's a trusted, um, friend and partner in work. Um, but it mm-hmm. is not the same as a sponsor. That's a sponsor right. is a person who is like in the room when you're not in the room and who can make things happen for you when you are not even aware that those conversations are happening. That's someone who's got the juice already. And so you, yes. you, need to, you need to be identifying like, who are the people who can make things happen? Who, um, and it, maybe it's a mentorship relationship that's grown into a sponsorship, but, but sponsors are the people who are opening the doors. They're the ones that are pulling the chairs up to that table and saying, I saved you a seat. And, yes. and you need to have both. And, um, and it is important, like I mentioned, to, to just be able to recognize the difference and, and make sure that you're identifying some true sponsor relationships within your network and maybe even have, you know, like, you know, the, the conversation with them that that's how you want them to play. And that's what you want them to be for you. I think that that's something that we don't always do, but is, you know, possibly important in defining what the relationship looks like is for you to just be honest about, um, what you, what you would like for them to do in terms of helping you to grow and advance, um, your career, you know, like yeah. the worst they can say is, you know, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Um, but mm-hmm. at least that way you'll know who you've got that is, is, is team you. And, and that's important. Yeah. You know, Kristen, I have to say, and you may, you may hear a lot of this often, um, with women of color. We, I hear so many women asking for mentorship. And, you know, even getting emails about mentorship and wanting to be mentored and building a podcast and community, et cetera. And, you know, I'm always like, no one ever asked for sponsorship. Why don't we, maybe we feel like it's out of our reach, you know? And and I feel like that is the thing that helps you get to the stars is really (laughs) having that sponsorship in place. But I do feel like it's, there's a gap for us as women of color in asking for people to support us in that really high and most impactful way. 
Um, and I, I'm not sure if you see it in the work that you're doing now, but I, I hear it so much a lack there, just a lack of the confidence to ask for sponsorship. There is absolutely simple. You hit it yeah. right on the head and, and it, it is more prominent, you know, within certain cultures, which is not helpful. Right. Because we yeah. because there's already fewer of right um, yeah. of, of that demographic. And so I think it makes it even harder and even challenging. And so it might mean that you need to align to somebody who does not look like you. And that's OK, too. Yeah you know, yeah. um, lean into where we are, um, you know, in, in, in our country right now and in the world right now, there's a lot of visibility around what it yeah. is that we need to do to advance, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so lean into that. It's like, uh, you yeah. know, absolutely. I want to be a benefactor of all of this work that these organizations are doing. <laughs> Raise your hand, um, yeah. and, and absolutely accept all that they are, are willing to give in order to try to create equity because that, yeah. that, that's, that is what, um, we're, we're talking about here. That's what we're saying mm-hmm. is the thing that's been missing or that has not been um, tracking on par with counterparts is that we don't have the sponsorship, which means that we haven't been included in, mm-hmm. in discussions and advancement of our careers, which means we don't have the seats at the top of the, mm-hmm. the C-suite or on the, mm-hmm. the board of directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, Kristen, you've given us a lot. So... <laughs> So much that I feel is so useful to women who are just in that place of consideration um, and who are really looking for uh, ways that they can contribute and make their difference in their own career spaces, even in their companies where they sit. What's the next for you in terms of your message and your movement um, inside and outside of Hallmark? How will you mobilize your message even further? So internally, you know, because I'm in this role and I'm, I'm able to, to leverage kind of the rooms that I'm in to further this dialogue, right? So we're setting goals, we're setting objectives, we're setting action plans and building strategy to, um, to increase kind of our uh, commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion kind of in, a, in several categories. So that's from the employee experience perspective. So elevated intentional learning and cultural awareness, like expanding that, thinking about recruiting and retention and, and talent development and succession planning, um, our consumer and our customers. So, I mean, we um, as as major brands have a responsibility and accountability to our viewers and to our shoppers um, of the products that we sell for that to be reflective of them. And so we've got work that we're doing and hopefully, you know, people are um, are, are really seeing the authentic way that it's showing up, um, our mm-hmm. commitment to that and the changes that have been made. And then within the community, when I think about um, our commitment to um corporate philanthropy and volunteerism and supplier diversity, um, we've got a lot of buying power. And so we have the ability to help um, drive advancement as it pertains to diversity and inclusion through through that as well. So, so internally, um, you know, we're going to keep pushing those messages forward and keep making progress and holding ourselves accountable to it. Mm-hmm. Externally, um, you know, we talked about kind of my role as a mom and then, you know, my role as a friend and, you know, in, in the community, I um, am a, a member of um, a couple of nonprofit boards. And um, and so I think there it is being able to kind of leverage what I've been able to be exposed to over the course of my career to just 
create more champions of change, to empower more people to know that their voice is meaningful and important and necessary, um, and giving them that encouragement to be able to speak up in the places um, that they have the, the, the ability to do so, to help mm-hmm. continue to advance this. Um, it, I'm so, so, so committed. And I see this new generation, like they are our future and it is, yeah. it is energizing um yes. it's energizing to see all that they um are already doing and so I'm, yeah. I'm going to raise two people who will be you know like worthy of their spot here um, yeah. you know amazing um social justice citizens um but then also like I said in these other spaces just trying to help um provide like my knowledge and expertise to infuse into the other um the other places that I I had the ability to influence so mm-hmm, that's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of my plan you know um I, I haven't yet I, sh- I need to do my vision board still for this year to like kind of mm-hmm. like set those big audacious goals um but but right now there's so much work that that yeah. is being done that I'm excited about the fact that we're still talking about this two years yes. later you know, yes. um, the murder of George Floyd, like this is this yeah. is encouraging that we're still having the dialogue and we just need to make sure we keep on the gas. That's right. I'll keep on the gas. Come on. Let's say that again. <laughs> keep <on the> gas. <laughs> to keep on the gas. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Kristen. It's been such a pleasure to connect with you for those great girlfriends who might want to ping you and ask you questions about you know, just little particulars about your pivots and, you know, those questions you may even ask or the language you used in some of those very tricky conversations, where can they reach out to you? Absolutely. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Kristen Harris, and I'm, I'm sure that you'll have the, the information for how to spell that. I'm an E-N, Kristen, um, but definitely reach out. Um, I love to have dialogue um, and, and appreciate so much, you know, that we had a chance today to talk about this for a little bit and looking forward to continued discussion, conversation and um, and and waiting to see us all win. Like, you know, Lisa, yes. um, Issa Rae said, she's like, it's feeling like me season. I hope I want to <laughs> leave that with with all of you. I hope you feel it. Yeah. it. It is me season. It is you season. And um, and just step into that. Yeah, that's powerful. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the work that you're doing and even stepping into those big shoes for that role. You know, it was designed and curated with your thought leadership. And we're just excited to continue to watch how that unfolds for Hallmark and anywhere else that you place your footprint. So thank you so much for being so dedicated. Thank you, Sybil. And thank you to all my great girlfriends. All right, great girlfriends. Did you enjoy this week's episode of the podcast? If so, would you please give us your amazing review on iTunes? Every single review helps another great girlfriend get plugged into the podcast and the community. Speaking of community, make sure you join our Facebook group at The Great Girlfriends. Follow us on Instagram at The Great Girlfriends and on Twitter at The underscore Great GFS. I'm Sybil Amuti and I'm out. Peace. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. 
Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.